Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner featuring Jack and Andre. (laughs) FBI Radio. I'm so, so stoked to be back with you two here on a Monday. So nice to have you back. Jack and Andre, my film lords. I message you probably once a week now with everything that's showing at the cinema. Like, which one do I go and (laughs) see? huge list. (laughs) I saw Fahrenheit 11.9. There's so much to catch up on. But uh, first of all, what's coming up on Movies, Movies, Movies today? Jack, give us a rundown. We have a really hot interview with international director Andrew Haig, who Mm -hmm. directed the new Chloe Seveny. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. hot. Um, Feature, Lean on Pete. What Mm -hmm. else have we got to talk about, Andre? We've got two reviews. Two reviews coming out. We've got some fabulous news about sad news, actually. Sad news. We've got sad news. And we've got good news. And Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to let you text in which one you want first. I think it's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) 0409 945 945. You can also text in for Dear Film Lords, Ask Jack and Andre anything. They are an untapped Mm. resource. Someone chiming in here. Do they have any short mid-movie activities if you're watching something that, like three hours plus and you need a break sleep Ooh, sleep. <laughs> just go straight to sleep watching a movie for me is a mid-movie activity I'll be texting I'll I be know. eating we've I'll got a new routine that we're trying to get Andre into which is sleep during the trailers yeah, so that you don't because Andre mo- walks into that room and immediately just like conks out but it's great because what I find happens is that I fall asleep midway through the movie and I wake up and I am so cognitively active once yeah, I've had a nap absolutely there. halfway through the film I wake up from my snooze and I'm there with the characters. You could fidget. Fidget. <laughs> Fidget's totally. a good one. Do some knitting, do some weaving. <laughs> Go Let's next door to IGA, get some pods. Get some movie news going, movie news. Yeah, let's find out what's happening in the world of cinema. Movie news. Importantly, Chris Pine's penis is visible in new film Outlaw King on Netflix for a good half a second. Now, we were talking about why no penises on screen. Why Mm. aren't penises on screen? Well, actually, as like a little spoiler for next week's episode. Maybe no spoilers, but no spoilers, spoilers. No, we can spoil it. We're going to be talking to Gaspar Noé, director of Climax next week. Spicy. Spicy, spicy director who is a huge advocate for seeing dicks on screen. He also directed Irreversible, Into the Void. Into the Void, Lean on Pete. Which finishes with a giant penis ejaculating. And it's his penis, isn't it? Oh, He comes on screen in love. No, no, no. We're talking about... Into into the the Void. void. Oh, sorry. Anyway, skip to an hour and 54 minutes into Outlooking to see some schlong. Which I've done. Speaking of schlong, or maybe not schlong... Aussie actress River Wilson is cast in Cats, the musical, along with other star-studded peeps and poops. Thank God for this movie, honestly. Really? I think what we've always wanted is to see James Corden, Judi Dench, Rebel Wilson, Taylor Swift and and Idris Elba in a film by the director of The King's Speech about cats. Oh my gosh, I'm getting back back, back on my back My one surprise about this film is that Kate... Blanchett's not in it because she famously is going to fight to the death to be able to play characters that she doesn't but have a lived experience of. The best, a- aka cats and, and aka gay cats and gays. But the best cat in this film is Ruby Rose, who's going to play a tattooed cat. Is that true? They tattooed a real cat. <laughs> And it's going to be Ruby Rose. <laughs> in sad news this week, Nicholas Rogue has passed away, who is actually one of my favourite of the old 70s yeah. bros. Probably the only one that still holds up, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He is famous for making films like The Witches, Angelica Houston's iconic role where she pe- peels her face off. He made Walkabout, which was the first 
fake Australian, Australian, fake Australian movie. first fake Australian movie, but the first Australian movie before the Australian new wave of cinema Actually, that reignited the industry and is still a beautiful, beautiful poetic film. I think Nicholas Rogue is the only male director whose films I've watched. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, any, Andre. I haven't seen any of the other films. Yeah. So. Draw that line in the sand. Well, he did Bad Time. He did David Bowie's first film, The Man Who Fell to Earth, which mm-hmm. is still an amazing sci-fi like masterpiece. Uh, film. So, rest yeah. in peace, film lord Nicholas Rogue. That's rest right, in yeah. peace. Uh, and rest in peace not to the famous line oh my gosh what what was that intro I was trying I to make know. a joke about like a past film quote anyway in other news Dominic DeCocco a line from a film Inglorious Bastards is still funny critics are saying critics so, are raving about this line not rest in peace rest in living on because that line is still funny opposite of Vale opposite of Vale <laughs> that's the Andre uh, segue that we own, all know and love but what I'm are you just, saying Domi- you know, <laughs> Dominic you know Dominic Dominic Margarita <laughs> it's a line that's still it's, funny it's a line yep. that's still funny it still works spoken by According Denise to- actor Denise Monoche in Inglourious Bastards uh, followed on by Brad Pitt uh, I'm brain fogged because I've watched too many movies this year and we've year. all been suffering for like a month long flu I and know. the dust storm but the the microparticles. Tell us about Ezra Miller. Oh, oh. we will go. Okay, so we were going to talk about Ezra Miller, and, <laughs> and now it's like just so like touchy. Like it it's kind of old news. Uh, Ezra Miller has been having some avant-garde looks on the runway, mm. and has been getting a lot of hype. Has been in Play Playboy. Mm. I don't know, honestly. We, we thought he was hot for a while, but now we're just kind of moving on. I think everyone's yeah. over it, and everyone's it's over it, and so. it's kind of sad because it's nice to see that kind of visibility of uh, non-binds on the runway. But mm. you know what? I'm not going to stand by anyone who stands next to Johnny Depp and doesn't flinch. Fair enough. Uh, having seen Harry Potter 9, it's fair to say that Ezra Miller is in the past. Um, and that's how quickly it can happen. It happens so fast. Uh, yeah. What's coming up for two reviews right after this track? British gonna, cinema! British cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Andre's reviewing Widows, the much-hyped Widows, starring Viola Davis and, and Elizabeth Debicki. He's reviewing the Stuart Little with Hooves film, Lean on Pete. Oh, that's beautiful. Let's take a listen now to Embody, the orchestral version... <gasps> Um, your request, Jack. My request, Ed Banger's turned 15. Whatever that means. <laughs> You're on Movies, Movies, Movies here on Mornings with Jack and Andre.
reviews. One review. And then and then another review. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two Movies, movies, movies here on Mornings. My name is Bridie Tanner. Andre, you are going to go first for two reviews and you're reviewing Widows. That's Tell right. us a little bit about it. Well, the film is a Steve McQueen outing and we all know Steve McQueen from Shime and 12 Years a Slave. He's a very serious, stark artist turned filmmaker and now he's come back with a, a hot new thriller that's supposed to be genre bending but I'm basically giving the review now so I'm as well just get into it so everyone famous traditionalist Steve McQueen burdens us again with another hetero sex negative MFA for a BAFTA film called Widows where basically three widows each quasi cash dependent on their criminal husbands band together to finish a job their dead bows didn't they had started but didn't finish they are cry-watching, cry-acting Viola Davis, badass Michelle Rodriguez, and backstabbing Australian Elizabeth Debicki. More on that later. The power behind this film is evident. Widows has a definite political backdrop set in Chicago. But one time Jack and I were in a car crash on Unwins Bridge Road in Sydney where a truck driver called Jack a faggot while Elizabeth Debicki, actress in this film, watched and texted and walked on by. And just walked on by! And Steve McQueen explores outdated themes of morality, sexuality and individuality in a film that basically subtly shames women for making coin however they want, feeling surprisingly fake. In an ideological backpedal, Widows flirts with high-concept drama and hashtag relevant ideas, but the only hopes that I have for this film is Michelle Rodriguez to get some gold glory. Jack, am I being too harsh or... Well, absolutely not on Michelle Rodriguez. She's incredible and deserves all the praise she she gets. She carries this film. This film should have just been about her. Everything else in this film is painful. Oh, and Daniel Kaluuya is amazing. Oh my god, Daniel Kaluuya's Daniel Kaluuya and Michelle Rodriguez really should just have a film of their own. Daniel Kaluuya, actor from Get Out, plays the villain for the first time and is... I mean... This film just feels super Netflix. Like, it Mm. should just be a show. Totally. And, like, something you can kind of just... It it just takes itself so, so seriously. And it should Uh just be fun. Like, I enjoyed Ocean's 8 more than this. Why do I feel like Steve McQueen is talking about issues without realising it? Like, I feel like he's... It's superficial. It's superficial. And I feel like he's bringing up all these points that he doesn't really know how to engage with. Some of them he does, though. I have to say there's, like, like 70% he lands his point. And then 30% is, like, really, really overly serious and yeah. boring and also I'll just never forgive Elizabeth Depicki for walking past us when my old Toyota Corolla got totaled what was up with that we saw so her so upsetting we were um, starstruck for that minute we- after the car crash <laughs> so the film is Widows that's right it's Widows the film yes. is Widows by Steve McQueen in a word and- honestly I need your opinions um, opinions please opinions please uh, I'm feeling widowed from this film very good okay we're in two reviews right now which brings us to our second Jack what will you be reviewing? I'm going to be reviewing Lean on Pete. And uh, hopefully there's no conflict of interest because we interviewed the director, which I'm going to play afterwards. I'm really excited to get into that. Take it away. Um, Lean on Pete is this low-key biblical odyssey across the Midwest of America. Charlie, who's the protagonist, is this post-GFC Oliver Twist who gets a job helping Steve Buscemi and Chloe Sevigny handle low-stakes racehorses. And he falls for one, Lean on Pete, who's called Lean on Pete. And to his horror, realises that Steve Buscemi runs his horses into the ground and then sends them to Mexico where it's legal to kill them. The film unfolds unexpectedly and tangentially like all good road movies. It's more Kelly Reichardt's Wendy and Lucy than The Sweetest Thing and I'll let you be the judge of what deserves more credit. The director, Andrew Haig, is polite, smart and gay. He's like the Moby of art cinema, filling scenes with melancholy, landscape and character and he uses themes of survival in a nuanced way to try and get at why America is the way it is right now. 
But I must say, Andre, this title is a bit of a hard sell. Truly, Lean on Pete, what an unfortunate title. What an unfortunate title. I mean, it's based on a book, so he couldn't... Maybe he could have changed it. But that's also the name of the horse as well, which is hilarious. I know. <laughs> which I can't, get, I can't get over that. And no one laughs at that in the film. No one laughs or like at comments that. on how mediocre that name for a horse is. Very serious film, but I must say, I'll watch anything that Andrew Haig does uh, ever since yeah. seeing Weekend. That he made Weekend, film. which is like the seminal gay film that mm-hmm. every modern gay has seen. He made Looking, that short-lived HBO series, and 45 Years with Charlotte Rampling, which got nominated for an Oscar. My favourite part in this film is definitely when Charlie's character gets paid for the first time, totally. and his face just lights up, and you can just see this desperate kid He's getting so coin. good. He's so it's, good a, it's like a kind of an amazing film, and it's like very rare to see films like this with this kind of mid-level budget, a few stuff but like it's just an alternative film that you should go see and give yourself the space to be in mm-hmm. is lean on pete a good film to take your horse loving friends along to Ooh, i think so and I he doesn't so. try and anthropomorphize the film which we talk about in our interview actually actually so lean on pete in a word in a in a word not a horse film hyphenated meditative meditative before we get to your interview with andrew haig mm-hmm. director of lean on pete someone chimed in on the text line oh. is widows the linda lidner Linda, sorry, Le Plant novel, which was a British TV series. Absolutely, yes. But in the 1980s. It was, which I'm upset and I need to see it. And you know what, Gillian Flynn... Or Gillian Flynn, re- Gillian Flynn yeah. wrote the screenplay for and this I film, love and Gillian she Flynn. is killer. Uh, but Sh- Gillian Flynn, based on Sharp Objects, just deserves to be in TV. She wrote, a- she did Sharp Objects, did she? She did Sharp Objects, but not Big Little Lies, but not Big Little Lies. But she did do Gone Girl. Common mistake. But she did do Gone Girl, but not Social Network. Uh, but not Girl on the Train. <gasps> but not Girl on the Train. Oh, but not Harry Potter Nine. <laughs> um, but yes, Harry Potter Nine. If you've got questions for the film lords, you can text them in too. Oh four oh nine nine four five nine four five. This is movies, movies, movies. When we come back. The interview with Andrew Haig. Excellent. That is Cub Sport with Sometimes. You're listening to Mornings here on... Uh, you're listening to Movies, Movies, Movies here on Mornings of a Monday morning. My name is Brady Tanner. I'm joined by Jack and Andre. The film lords, Cienzo, chimed in before when we were talking about Lean on Pete. I was asking, should you take your horse-loving friends? And she said, wrong answer, you don't have horse friends. <laughs> which <laughs> we love. Which we love. Because Jack and I, I, I said, I don't have a horse friend. Then I realised that my best friends are horse friends. Our best friends were shout out to Courtney and Ellie. They're horse friends. Mm. But also, shout out to all the horse friends shout out there. Shout out to all the saddle clubians out yeah, there. big time. Uh, all um, those moves. We need to defend someone from Cienzo. Mm. Or she won't stop. Speaking of Lean on Pete, you guys caught up with director Andrew, Andrew Haig. Mm. What was he like? Very charming. polite and charming, so charming. Uh, British, sensible. A great conversationalist. I must we say. have a longer interview which we're going to upload to the podcast, mm-hmm. but we've got like a little extra, little taste of what Lean on Pete is. Good mm. point. And if anyone loves this segment and just loves films in general, wants to hear this new perspective on any of the new stuff that's coming out. Just listen to Movies, 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 the podcast, or catch us here at 1010 every morning. Let's take a listen to what happened when you caught up with Andrew Haig. It's been like a dust storm, so like everyone's lungs are filled up oh, with yeah. microparticles. There was a crazy dust storm yesterday. It was like the whole cloud was orange. We were talking like brown dust everywhere. It was pretty gnarly. <laughs> and the rest of the interview oh, is going to be you interviewing us about dust storms. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are a very interesting topic. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Um, Andrew, storms, first yeah. question. Are you going to make a film about dust storms? <laughs> I am. I've been writing it. It's going to be a fantastic film about dust storms. You guys <laughs> You've been saying Lean on Pete is a really personal yes. film, and I just wanted to know what you meant by that, why it is, and talk a little bit about Lean on Pete. Like, it feels kind of like a queer story in that maybe he's not queer, but you, he's kind of finding his community or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean I, it, it, was, it was weird for me. Like, when I read the novel... 
I always sort of felt like that Charlie was gay. Like, you know, there's nothing in the novel or the film that specifically addresses that to me. Um, but I always felt there was some kind of sensibility about it. And I think, you know, as a, as a gay person, you are always trying to find the place where you feel safe, I think, especially as you're, as you're growing up. And the world is a very scary place at the best of times, especially when you're dealing with, with you know, very complicated things. So I think that was always part of the story. And I think I'm always drawn to those types of stories, even if the characters aren't necessarily gay in any traditional sense. A lot of animal films or animal dramas can fall into a certain sentimental camp, and I was wondering if you were worried about that uh, going into Lean on Pete, or if that's something that you wanted to embrace. Yeah, I was worried about it, because, I mean, and I think it's a very, like, it's a, I only realised this, I think, once I finished the film, was that it's quite a strange film, in terms of, like, when you set it out into the world, people are like, oh, it's a story about a boy and a horse. And so suddenly they have this sentimental version of what this story is, and it's about a boy's love for his horse, you know, and, and whatever that drama is. And, of course, that is part of the story. But to me, that certainly wasn't the part that I was necessarily drawn to. But for me, it was never really about this story about a boy and an animal, but about a boy trying to get on with his life, trying to move through his life, dealing with grief and trauma and being left alone by his family and by the world. And the... the, the the, the horse kind of stands in for something that he's desperate for, some kind of connection that he's desperate for. So, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of, like, animal and human stories, <laughs> so I didn't even, like, watch many of them in reference to this. But all I did know is that I didn't want it to feel sentimental. You know, he, the horse in the story is always just the horse. You know, he may stand for something for Charlie, but he doesn't understand Charlie. He doesn't understand what Charlie is saying. He is just the horse. And it was always quite important to me that that, True. Yeah, also I had a question. Are the ex-soldiers gay in Lean on Pete? Well, they are to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they are to us too. Our husband was like, yeah. no, I know. they're brothers. I'm like, they don't look anything alive. Their yeah. brothers live in the middle of nowhere like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, to me they are. Definitely. I, mean, I mean, I don't know. Who knows if they are, because they're not in the book or anything. But for me, when I was filming, I was like, yeah, you two are gay. You just have to be. <laughs> it's like... There was a scene actually when one of them like took all his clothes off and was like stumbling around in the bedroom that we didn't put in the in the film in the end. And I was like, that would have certainly made it clear that they could be one day. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm really glad that yeah. we clarified that <laughs> from the director themselves. <laughs> um, we have one last question for you, and I'm going to ask it if that's okay, yeah, Jack. Go for it. So Jack's pulled up a quote here that you've uh, that you said you people should be able to sleep during Tarkovsky, and we wanted to ask you: should people be able to text during Lean on Pete? No, they should not be able to text. <laughs> They can go to sleep, that's fine by me. They're very well, they're very allowed to fall asleep, they can do whatever they want, but they can't text. You have to, the phones have ruined our lives, as, as you know, already. In the cinema, you can't text. Oh my god, I'm no so way. on your side. Andre has different feelings, but I'm so on your I side. I have different feelings, but that's okay. We'll I leave it at that. I don't understand why. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much for speaking every with time us. You, every time you text in a movie, think of me pointing at you angrily. <laughs> Like, Everyone in Venice was no! so angry at Andrew, no, don't say that! I don't want to feel like you're pointing at me. <laughs> okay, Andrew, thank you so much for being so open with us, and thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Great talking to you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Lean on Pete opens this Thursday in cinemas around the country. Mm -hmm. And right now we have a very special prize for our FBI supporters and fans of movies, movies, movies. If you want to go along and not text in Lean on Pete, Mm. 
at the cinema of your choosing with a mate. We have double passes to give away right here in our hot little hands. They've just been peeled out of the envelope fresh. Mm. It was a bit of a surprise, we so don't surprised. sleep on it. We don't I just even ran know that out we during them. that interview. And if you also want to go and text, uh, I give you the right to do so. <laughs> Lord knows what I did. <laughs> even if you're in a cinema right now watching a movie, text us. Yes. 0409 945 945. Text in, I'm a horse friend, and we will give you a double pass to go see Lean on Pete. If you are an FBI supporter, of course, which you can become one straight away. Super easy. Totally. FBIradio.com slash support is where to go. Send those texts in to win your double pass and we'll give you a call back. Maybe like even like what's your favourite animal friendship in a movie that's like not tragic like Milo and Otis where they just threw those dogs over that waterfall and they just went through them. Wait, what film is that? Milo and Otis. Is that right? Milo and Otis. Yeah, yeah, they killed 20 animals. They just killed like 20 dogs, which is horrible. And I don't think any horses were harmed in... Don't relive that trauma. Text in <laughs> something pleasant. 0409 945 945 to win yourself and a friend a double pass to lean on Pete. Jack, Andre, thank you so much for coming in for Movies, Movies, Movies. As Pleasure. always. Thank you so much for having us. Pleasure. Pleasure. Have a great week at the cinema. Ciao. We'll see you next time. This is Chella with Shut You Up featuring Benefi. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.